0: Is that you, Steve? Hello, mate. Oh, you, why are you not here? I've spent all well, this money.
1: <laughs> I'm very sorry to let you down, mate, but uh, <laughs> I've actually been struck down with COVID of all things.
0: Oh, is this right? Can
1: you believe it? Uh, especially given this week's movie. This week's movie is a cracker. How ironic. This week's movie is Outbreak, would you believe? Seriously? And I did it with COVID. Uh... That's uh, this Friday, folks. You can hear my honestly, COVID-laced voice there we're talking, talking about, about this virus.
0: virus. threatening the world, <laughs> and Stephen's
1: got the virus that's threatened I got COVID. the world. And it actually, little tidbit, COVID, during COVID, it made the top 10 movies of 2020, this movie. Even though it was 25 years old.
0: But you know what's funny? I was thinking about when you texted me and said you got COVID. I, um, I thought to myself, oh, I'll look up the numbers. And I thought, there are no numbers anymore because i tipping you didn't report it in the – can you even still report it in the Services of the Wales app? I don't know. No idea. So
1: Nobody. I thought, the
0: government doesn't know unless you're admitted to hospital. The government doesn't yep. know how widespread this is because the, – but then I thought, how would they know? And then I thought, you know what? Chemists. Because
1: yeah, the sale of test rat kits. tests
0: – so yes. Amanda has to do a rat test every time she visits her grandfather in a care – home yep. and you know so we go through them a bit but then her aunt auntie shell got covered her dad got covered and we're like oh man this thing's circulating so let's have a little look here so I've, got, I've gone with the kids to hornsby and i've gone we'll go and we'll go and get some COVID tests so i go to this is this is a, a great lesson for my kids and i said this to them great lesson in shopping around at the end of the story we went to price or somewhere and i said we've got COVID tests they go right here 30 bucks done. Good pack of five. And then we're walking around and I go, Oh, there's a chemist warehouse here. I said, Vives, you hold this one. Stay outside. doesn't look like you stole it. I go inside chemist warehouse, the same packet, two for $25. Hello. So I said, "Kids, there's a lesson in shopping around. We've just bought yeah. three packets of five for $55. One of them was
1: $30. Did you, I would have gone, did you have your receipt, go back to price on and have a read? Do they refund COVID tests? I
0: don't know, mate. I'm not unopened once. I don't do refunds,
1: mate. I, I just,
0: I, I just don't. I'm just not a refund kind yeah. of person.
1: Well, it's just you know what you think when, like Joe was sick before me, right? So Joe, yeah. my wife was she Monday. She was she didn't go to work. She and I'm thinking, nah, I'm feeling okay. The next morning, I started feeling a bit dusty. Today we both had like half like sleepless night, and then I said, you know, we should do a test. Let's do a test. And boom, I, I how's this? I did my test and I go, no, nah, I'm negative. And I walked away and then Joe goes, uh, you might want to come back and look at this test. Yeah. The second line appeared after like five minutes. Yeah. Well, that's so, why you
0: got to wait 15
1: minutes. Was Joe's exactly, instant? Exactly, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: Hey? Was Joe's second line instant?
1: Yeah, yeah, hers came up sooner than mine, yeah.
0: Yeah, right, yeah.
1: So yeah, and so there it's you know it really does change everything. Like I'd normally be with you right now in the studio there with you. We'd be doing a video of this podcast, yeah, as well as the audio. So unfortunately, this week we're uh, are you videoing this right now? Or am I being yeah, filmed but right I, now, Trev?
0: I don't. Yeah, you are, but I just don't <laughs> like the vibe. You can obviously see my face of, behind
1: this big mic.
0: That's that's one problem. But the vibe of a riverside, this kind of remote podcast it's just not the same yeah, as not the same. what we've not the created. Same. So yeah. Anyway, it is what it is. Um, we'll have a week off, mate. Jeez. Just just one. It's not the end of the week world. We got off the
1: video. We're still doing the actual podcast, which yeah. is pretty good. We're still I'm still yeah. soldiering on for you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate you soldiering on, mate. I really do. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: But there is a problem. I'm gonna have to uh, I'm gonna have to pause before we start the real show because guess what I didn't do?
1: You didn't load the stings. Correct. <laughs> there you go. Rookie error.
0: So this, this to to the to the listener, this will sound seamless, but to you and me, yeah, you gave yourself be, up. What did you give yourself up for? Because I can't.
1: Well, anyway. it's reality, eh? behind the scenes sort of stuff.
0: Yeah, people want this. Trevor's
1: human. People. Trevor's yeah.
0: human. I make mistakes. <laughs> Not very often.
1: But I make yeah. mistakes. But when you make them, woo!
0: Yeah, listen, you won't notice at home, okay? That
1: was You're, seamless, mate. Seamless. I don't know why. I don't know, know why you gave yourself up.
0: I mean, I could go to the trouble of editing out all that. Yes, ch- you could, and then. this
1: bit too, and this <laughs> bit, and this bit.
0: <laughs> but the more we talk about it, the harder it becomes. Anyway, That's right. Um, look, I'm, I hope you. I mean, you are going downhill. Let's be honest. This is not your worst day. You're going to be bad tomorrow. No,
1: I think it's going to be probably worse tomorrow, and then I'll hopefully be by the weekend. I'm feeling a bit better.
0: Yeah, and what's the yeah. is there testing required when you go visit your dad, or what's the situation um, there?
1: Well, I'll make sure Obviously that you, I. But I'm
0: saying, do yeah. that, does the hospital no, talk about that? No, no.
1: I'll wear a mask and I'll, I'll test myself. I won't go near him until I'm p- totally negative. So yeah, it's and um, you've
0: you've pulled all the remember the hand sanitizer we used to have everywhere. <laughs> You're gonna go and find those bottles again and bring them out and start.
1: Well, it's just me and Joe here, just Joe and I in the house. So we we just we you're just infecting all the
0: surfaces now, are you?
1: (laughs) Yeah, something like that. Uh,
0: I found um, the I I didn't try and use it, but the you know the service New South Wales QR code check-in thing. I thought I wonder if that still works. (laughs) I've still got the one in a in in a a plastic. Yeah, checking in. Isn't it wild? It's like three years ago, but wow. it was just so mate. second nature. Yeah, so next week when you come codes. here, I want you to check in.
1: <laughs> I'll show you. I'll take a photo of my negative test.
0: That's exactly
1: right. Yeah, I'll do it. Which, I'll have, I'll which by the way, is the biggest and-
0: joke about this whole post-pandemic era is yeah, like you, even hosp- even uh, aged care facilities whatever where you've got to have a yeah. negative test, mate, how do they know when you test it? They don't test you right there. You just bring one along and say it's negative or you say I did one. Yeah. Most of the time it's an honor system, let's be real.
1: Exactly. Yeah, definitely. But look, I think the person visiting their loved ones don't want to put them at risk. So they're not going to. They're not going to fly the gauntlet. I think oh, it's better like safe than sorry. So, yeah. Um, Someone right. was telling me this is the eighth hmm. wave of COVID. There's, but there's still waves. They're still counting there's waves. Waves. Is the eighth? Well, yeah. Wave. I think the government yeah.
0: would be counting hospitalizations. so they would yeah. see the waves, wouldn't they? Yeah. Definitely. Oh well, welcome to the eighth wave. Um, I still <laughs> haven't got it.
1: That's the title of this podcast this week, The Eighth Wave. The
0: Eighth Wave, okay. All right. All right, well, let's do what we're meant to be doing right now.
1: Welcome to Two
0: Blokes Talking Tech. (laughs) Not about price. With Trevor Long from EFTM.com. Really handy device. And Stephen Fennec from techguide.com.au. It's a really important uh, episode here, episode 607. Thanks to the great people at Netgear and Arlo. We'll bring you more about Netgear and Arlo with your Wi-Fi needs and home security very very shortly, but six hundred and seven episodes in, um, I've got to write. I've just got to write a letter before we get on. Uh, Dear Tim, thank you for making me not have to get up early in the morning. Tim yes. Cook, you absolute bloody legend! Um, how good was an eleven a.m. Apple event? Oh, it felt how civilized was that? It was weird because at like 9 o'clock, I'm like, oh, God, what time is the event? And I'm like, oh, it's still two hours away. Um, <laughs> And then just like all those moments, plus it was 30 minutes. It yeah, was short and sharp. Yeah. Yeah, it was short, sharp. It was COVID-style snappy. It's, it's in honor of you. Um, yeah, absolutely.
1: <laughs> be, because
0: do you remember during COVID when we weren't allowed to go to Apple headquarters, they'd run yeah. these virtual events with video and it was, you know, very, it was maybe an hour. You know, a lot of them didn't go very long. Yep. this was 30 minutes, which I don't Snappy. think anyone had sports bet on that.
1: I reckon it's the it's the shortest Apple event. I know it was the first evening event. They've never had an event in the evening, so it was 5 p.m. local time. I reckon it was the shortest event. I don't reckon they've had a shorter event than that. And I think it was no, 20 minutes think so either. and 31 seconds.
0: No, there's no way. Yeah. There's no, there's nothing that's been thirty minutes. There's, I've no. never, never sat through, watched or been to an event that was thirty minutes. An hour and a hour and five, an hour and ten maybe. Yeah, an hour and iPhone, a half. iPhone, Often. Apple
1: Watch was an hour and a half. Remember when WWDC, we were there in September? Two, you two know. hours. Yeah, yeah. So they had a bit to talk about though. Dub dub, didn't they? they had a bit sure, to talk about. Sure. In but this, this, this is instance, the thing. we're talking M3. It, yeah. So, if, so we, what we expected
0: we, before we talk about what came out though, think about it this way, right? We, we speculated last week on a whole range of things. If we'd have known, let's say last week we were told it's going to be a 30-minute event, there is no way we would have predicted both, I think, even Processes and Max. I would have said, if you told me last week it's a 30-minute event, I would have said it's M3 announcement and nothing else. Just, yeah. They're just going to announce the M3 no, processor. They
1: can't just announce a chip, and mate. Maybe, They've got to have a product too.
0: Yeah, but just maybe maybe the M3 processor and iMac is what I would have gone for, right? Because yeah. M3 processor, entry-level iMac, boom. And then you would assume M3, uh, the higher-level chips would come early next year with the MacBook Pro update. I know. But, mate. All in. We got everything. We started yeah. off with, and this, let's be clear, in the three years that Apple's been doing their own silicon for their own computers, um, this is the first time they've announced the the whole range in one go, which Stephen I think is genius because let's not worry about chips any. Let's just do one chip announcement a year and roll it into computers yeah. throughout the year.
1: Now, the, the, and they announced the M3, the M3 Pro, and the M3 Max. Still confused which is the best one. So Max is maximum. I keep remembering that's the best one. Uh-huh. But didn't they have an M2 Ultra chip? Do they have an Ultra? Yeah, they've renamed it. Like, yeah. so the names have changed. So that confused me a little bit, thinking, okay, so M3, which is what's in the 24-inch iMac, that was no yep. no surprise. Yep. M3 Pro, M3 Max is what you're going to see with the 16 and 14 and 16-inch. Well, I think the 16-inch you can only get in the Max. Uh, a anyway, 16 the, you
0: can get in Pro and Max.
1: Oh, Pro and Max. Okay. Well, but I thought it was a no-brainer they're going to have MacBook Pros here because these are pro-level chips. When you think about it, like your average punter, and I tried really hard in my story to – to give people an idea of what this means. Like you can edit a video twice as fast. You can do this. And Apple supplied some examples. So I think for your average punter, they're thinking, okay, is it going to open my PowerPoint? Is it going to do this? Is it going to do that? That The people they're talking to as pro users, and they they showed some in the video, there's researchers Hmm. and coders, editors, musicians. That's the target audience. Naturally why it's called the MacBook Pro because – that is the cutting edge. Like I think they were talking about 3D modelling and researchers doing all these kinds of things. And so it was – that. that's their target audience. Whereas the now, Mac, the iMac, that's your, your mums and dads and every other person, student, creator, whatever, that's their computer.
0: I should say, and I, my awareness of silicon is always very, very low, but in the M1 and the M2, there is a M1, M2, Pro, Max, and Ultra.
1: Right. Oh, really? I so, so there's I've never Pro, never, Pro, never that Ultra?
0: Because the, wow. the, the Ultra is in the Mac Pro and in the Mac yes. Studio.
1: Well, I reckon so they'll save the, an M3 Ultra for Mac Studio well, and the yeah. Mac Pro.
0: Yeah. So early next year yeah. sometime, you announce a new Pro or and or a new studio, but certainly a new studio because that that's a great device. that should be updated every yeah. year. Yeah. The
1: studio um, normally comes out around March, so yes. early in the year.
0: So that's kind of – but, but they've still never announced the three entry, the the, the mid range and the low range together. They've yeah. always just done the the one base model and then and then the devices. But you know, like let's talk. So so chip wise, what I took yep. out of the chip announcement was graphics. Like, all yes. like, I kept hearing things GPU, like yep. GPU. You know, yep. like it's like they were they were pushing how far they'd driven the chip to do graphics and things like when when they say hardware accelerated. If you don't know what that means. It's essentially rather than the software trying to create ray tracing or mesh or whatever it is, the hardware can do that on board, which takes away the need for the like the RAM, the unified memory. It takes away the need yeah. for the the thing to spin up higher. It takes away the need for the software to be driven to do that. It puts the smarts on on the chip, which is you know absolutely where you want to be if you're a if you're a program yeah. developer, a coder. And what's fascinating is that you know you. There were some rumours about gaming uh, announcements, but there was no pure gaming announcement. But they very clearly were pushing the boundaries of where these things could go, what they could do with – it's like they, they keep waving a big flag in the air to the gaming industry to say, guys, yeah. we really think you should look at this. Because, Stephen, if you could play Call of Duty on your Mac Studio, you'd give it a crack. Boom. I am there.
1: Yeah. It's, it's quite
0: possible they- that the Mac Studio with Ultra – would be oh. more powerful than a PlayStation Five or an Xbox Absolutely. Series
1: X. Absolutely, yeah. No, well, the, what caught my eye was the dynamic caching. So, sort of how you were talking about the how optimizing the way the GPU's allocating allocated by the tasks and the applications. So, it's got yep. this dynamic caching. But then they mentioned the hardware accelerated rendering feature, which developers would have been falling over themselves. Mesh shading, ray tracing. They're thinking, how good's this? So, if the developers can get at it, then the customer can get at it in a game. So yeah, you're right. GPU, that was sort of front and center. The graphics processing unit, that was the uh, the hot topic.
0: Look, I, I really can't talk about chips much more than what I've just done, I'll be honest with yeah. you. But
1: the thing Except is, for the number of transistors, I like it when I they have the stats. M three's yep. got twenty five billion, right. the M three Pro has thirty seven billion, right? And the M three Max has ninety two billion transistors. They're
0: doing very well.
1: <laughs> and also cores as well. Like core I'm like you. I'm I'm not a chip expert, but more cores means faster, better. So mm. eight core on the M three, up to sixteen core CPU on the max, forty core GPU on the max as well, and up to one hundred and twenty eight gigabytes of unified memory, which is the old RAM, yeah. isn't it? It used to be called yes. RAM. Yeah.
0: But it's, it's memory that's um, utilised for other other things as well as just RAM. And the, yeah. the challenge is their entry levels are still at an eight core uh, CPU. People are yep. and and the 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 eight gigabytes of RAM, like eight gigabytes of unified memory, it, it's actually a very low number. But the problem is that you cannot sit and compare. So the when I get a call on the radio or the podcast that says, hey, I'm looking for a laptop, what should I look for? You ask them what they're doing, what they're using it for, et cetera. And then you say, hey, look for you know this Intel. I could go, let's say Intel yeah. Core i5. I want you to yep. get 8 to 16 gig of RAM and I want you to have this hard drive. You can't actually compare 8 gig of RAM on an Intel laptop to 8 gig of unified memory on a Mac because it may actually as, as essentially be less but it may be more efficient because of the work yeah. that the cores are doing and, and that the, the whole silicon is doing. So I don't know that it's a direct comparison, but it is still a criticism that there are yeah. um, well, that there are eight uh, gigabytes at the at the low level.
1: Yeah, that's one thing about the Apple silicon I know is that it, the the uniformed mem- unified memory architecture is different. So with the yeah. the M three chip is offering higher bandwidth, low latency, and greater efficiency. So it does more with less. That's and right. That's all through the efficiency of the chips. That's another the, point to bring up too. The efficiency, they're saying that the MacBook Pro can run up to twenty two hours yeah. on, on battery. That's amazing. Yeah. That's pretty solid efficiency.
0: The other thing I'll say about chips is the word Intel. Now, twice in the in the present twice in thirty minutes is a lot of times for them to say yep. people still using an Intel based MacBook Pro. So we're talking about people who bought a MacBook Pro yeah, three, three or more years ago, ago right? Yep. Now, if you've got a five- or six-year-old Intel-based um, MacBook, and let's be remembered, you might have specced it with an Intel Core i7 and bucket loads of RAM, and it might yeah. have been the absolute bee's knees. They're saying that that what they're producing now is 11 times faster or something like that. It's wild. Like it's crazy, crazy fast if you're comparing. And I think yeah. my my takeaway from this whole event was Apple is targeting those users in the same way that they often talk to us now about iPhone as being for a generation three ago. They're not actually selling these devices. I'm so sick of seeing TikToks from people about, you know, this is no much better than last year. Who cares? It's a a laptop. Stephen, you and I are the only people that go through Mac (laughs) laptops as fast as these people on the internet would think we do. Like, honestly, the average user, my son got a MacBook Pro in year nine, I think it was. It might, might have been year eight. And he's, in year, he's gone into year 12. It will last him that long. I would never think to buy another one every year. Now, could it Absolutely. be better? Could it be yeah. faster for him, all those things? Of course. But let's be yeah. real.
1: It's that investment. See, it's an investment in the technology. Just like the phone. The iPhone 15, people who buy that, they're going to hang on to it for three or four years, maybe longer. But, Same but thing with the MacBook Pro.
0: Did you get that feeling about the, you know, the, yeah. the, the push, the, the kind of target?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Well, they, they did refer to Intel, I think more than two, twice when comparing speeds. They, 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 they mentioned the speed comparison between an Intel-based MacBook Pro and an M1 MacBook Pro. So just mm. so that the figure's more impressive. But no, no, absolutely got the message there that it was if you're, if you're running an Intel-based MacBook Pro, that it's an older machine and that look how good these new ones are, you might need to upgrade. Yep. That's the message I got. It, it
0: was a really clear. That message was the subliminal
1: me. message I got. <laughs> That's right.
0: And so then they then they wheel out the the MacBook Pro, which was unsurprising once they once Tim Cook actually said, you know, we've got we've got chips and 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 products like he said that. Yep. And he said yep. plural too. That was like okay, let's go. Um. And so the fourteen-inch MacBook Pro is available in in a range of configurations up to in and including the the M three. Max, so you can get it in your standard M3 at twenty six ninety nine, or you could get it at fifty five ninety nine with an M3 Max, and you could probably be more because you can obviously add more unified memory and those kind of things. The sixteen inch uh, MacBook Pro is available only in the Pro or Max configuration, but critically, this year it's also available in Space Black. I cannot yeah, wait to see good. that.
1: Yeah, that looks. Oh. It looked all right, and in fact, I saw there were a lot of influences on Instagram and TikTok that were. I think they had local American journals, e- either not at Apple themselves, but at a place where they had hands-on time with the with the MacBook. Oh, really? There was like, I think MK Marquez Brownlee had a he had a photo with it, holding it. So I reckon they had these little areas, the little hands-on zones. Once the, the 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 event finished, we got they had gypped. like a little hands-on. Wow. Yeah, yeah well, we we're not in America, mate.
0: Well, yeah, but still.
1: Yeah, okay, I well, can't travel Long in Stephen Fenwick What the hell are yeah, they thinking? I don't know right. who they're talking to Come here. On. But you think about it. <laughs> in
0: your 14-inch, you've got the silver and the space grey, and then yep. you've now got a kind of third colour in the MacBook Pro range.
1: Yeah, put and me they said out for black it, all day they, long.
0: They said it. It it's quintessentially pro it, it just lets people yeah. know that you're using a pro device that's that's what they said And
1: but what they also said is that there's this special anodized process for the the space black mm. so that it resists fingerprints because they're having a black product it'd be a fingerprint magnet but they yeah, said would. that the aluminium had been anodized in a way to repel fingerprints so i'm looking forward hopefully to testing that theory out
0: now Stephen, i know you're doing very well Um, But imagine buying a (laughs) (laughs) 16-inch MacBook Pro with M3 Max, 16-core CPU, 40-core GPU, 16-core neural engine, um, and then 128 gigabytes of unified memory, 8 terabytes of solid-state storage. (laughs) That's $11,699. Imagine carrying around an $11,699 laptop.
1: Got one on order. No, just joking. <laughs>
0: but that would be – so but if mate, you're a Hollywood me,
1: producer –
0: Oh, yeah. This well, that, would be laptop a laptop Because too. you could be looking at rushes and, and actually mate, editing a movie on the
1: go. That was the point, that these these chips and these MacBook Pros can deliver in a laptop what was barely possible with a desktop for the, some of these users. And,
0: and critically, whether it's plugged in or not. Because the thing yeah. about laptops a lot of people don't appreciate is if you've got a great laptop and it's plugged into power – most times it's actually more powerful because it's plugged in. Okay? So it's actually – it's like – I'll give you another example. The Espresso 17-inch display, right? Great device but only shows its peak brightness when it's plugged into power because it simply can't do the work on battery. So It'll
1: drain the laptop, That's
0: what's remarkable about what Apple's done here is they've created something that is powerful and efficient – on yeah. on the way it uses its its battery and it's unbelievable. They even say it's it's going to be pretty rare that people even know that the fans are spinning up on this thing to cool. Yeah,
1: I heard that too. That you're never going to hear a fan on this thing too. That's remarkable. And you know what? Again, the, it's their silicon, their hardware, their software, yeah, all working together end to end. It's Apple all the way.
0: And I think the that's a message that we've obviously been saying for a couple of years since they launched Apple Silicon. But just to reiterate that. For years, Apple's advantage was we make the hardware and the software. So you buy an Apple computer, it's running the Apple operating system. You can't run the Apple operating system on a Lenovo computer. It's just never going to happen, right? Yeah. But the move to Apple Silicon is kind of coming to fruition even more so now because you're seeing them push the boundaries of software, plus you're seeing developers push the boundaries of software because when you build – it's like building an app. And you know this. You build an app, you're building it for one screen, but when you're building for Android, you're like, oh mate, this thing could look yeah. it could look anything <laughs> on any phone because you don't know yeah. what it's going to be. When you're building a, a piece of software like Blackmagic DaVinci Resolve or Creator 4D or whatever these apps are, they showed us some amazing examples of the architecture, all this kind of stuff. But when you're building that, you need to be able to say, oh, here's how the code's going to go. So when when the user swipes here, the 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 path through the processor and out the memory is here. It's it's actually yep. a roadmap, whereas you can't do that with an Intel based machine because you don't know the whole architecture. You don't know whether they've got a, a distinct graphics card or not. Whereas with these devices, you know exactly where the graphics unit yeah.
1: is. So I'm thinking too that you got to remember that they've got the, there'll be developers who will be using the power of this computer yeah. to develop for the Vision Pro as well. Yeah, The Vision Pro developer, I know they, they can access Vision Pros when they go to certain studios around the world, like developers can book in and run their code on it, and it's very restricted. Yeah. But uh, I think that that's going to be this whole like creating experiences for Vision Pro is going to, I think, rely on a, pa- a computer of this sort of power. Mm. So they're sort of playing into their own hands here. So should we talk about the iMac? and Absolutely. how it has I have not it in changed. front
0: of me. I'm specking one up.
1: Ah, okay. We'll go hard because it looks exactly the same as last time. It same is, yeah. seven colours, but with the M three chip. Oh. Oh, it, it, would this be the fastest all in one computer that Apple's made? An all in one. Like, I remember they had the Mac iMac Pro. Remember that one? There was the yeah. it had the dark colour and the dark keyboard. Was that this? Yeah. Would be pa- more powerful than that? Surely. That I was mean, like I six, five so. years ago. I, I six years ago, it was a Mac so. Pro. Yeah, for yeah.
0: sure, but. I don't know, maybe, maybe, maybe not, but you'd assume so. But the, it is, so this is how similar it is, other than the M3 chip, still running a lightning cable for your charging your mouse and keyboard. <laughs> so it's still a lightning mouse and keyboard.
1: Which you get in the box, the yep. lightning cable. Color-coded too, by the way. So whatever color you buy, the, the keyboard and trackpad and cable and power cable all color-coded, which is lovely.
0: Yep. It, is a nice, it is a nice touch. Um, if you were to go all in, right? Yep. All in. Uh, two terabytes of storage, uh, M3 chip with eight-core CPU, 10-core GPU, 16-core Neural Engine, 24 gigabytes of unified memory, 4,200. Now, here's, here's how I Not look bad. at it. I remember yep. buying a, over a couple of times the 27-inch iMac and specking yep. it up.
1: Yep. Me and too. I remember
0: paying six and a half. Now, I gotta you tell got
1: you, ripped off. I paid about five.
0: <laughs> I'm telling you. 24 gigabytes of unified memory is nowhere near 64 that I used to run. Yeah. But I bet you any money, even running the M3 chip, 24 gig unified memory, I reckon it would do the video work that I do. Oh, faster. Yeah. I than thought the
1: same thing. I had the, the same I one. To I think you bought yours from Priceline, a bit expensive, but I bought mine from Chemist Warehouse. It was a bit a bit cheaper. But the – the I bought I I had 64 with the memory gig, built in. 64 gig RAM I had. I ordered it, specced it with 64 gig of RAM. Mm. but what's the maximum you get on this one 24 24 yeah that'll be that'll be like 128 in the old ram value yeah I yeah, yeah yeah
0: just again just because of the efficiency of i know that premiere or black magic are going yeah. to use the cores properly and not actually need for the same head space in in ram i don't know I, look i think it's a it's a it's just an unbelievably beautiful device. I think it's unloved by by Apple in the sense that it's only come out you know twice now. What's your pick of the colours? Top three: uh,
1: blue, green, and I don't mind the yellow.
0: Yeah, I think How I you? said blue. Um, yellow was definitely in there. I might have gone red, blue, red, yellow. Okay.
1: The reason I say blue and green because I actually own a blue and green uh, IMAX. Yeah. And uh, but yellow, I would settle for yellow, but um. Were you, My challenge
0: with the colours is when you see those side on shots or those twisted yeah. shots where they're lined up, they look awesome. But on the front, it's a really dulled back colour. I'd actually prefer that bold blue colour all yeah. over it. Okay.
1: Now, were you? I was hopeful that near the end, Tim Cook would have said, We got just one more thing. And I was hoping and praying that there would have been a thirty two inch IMAC. It, yeah, there was a rumor has been around for ages and uh, in all my radio interviews, I was talking that up thinking, oh, you know, they could spring a bit of a surprise here, a 30-inch or a 32-inch iMac. Mm. Not to be. I
0: What I said to you last week <gasps> about a larger iMac I think is pretty much confirmed by by that announcement of just a 24 because yeah. – and, and I think in, in the conversations I've had with Apple, they've realized that people like me – so I'm sitting here running a Mac Mini and over on that disc got a Mac Studio, I've got a Mac Mini at home – Jackson's got a Mac mini on his desk. I love the idea of just using a monitor. And you reckon I'm doing very well. You got eight of them, is what you said. Pretty good. Two of them are my own, two of them are online. Okay, nice. I I use the Mac
1: Studio. I'm a Mac Studio. I bought
0: two Mac Minis, one for me, one for Jackson, so that we had just computer sorted so that when we had all these homeschooling stuff, it was just easy to sort. Yes,
1: of course. Um,
0: But, mate, I love the idea that I can just put, I've got this 40, friggin', I don't know how big, you know, 46, 49 inch widescreen curved monitor. Running off the Mac Mini and, and likewise on the Mac Studio. I don't, I don't want for the Doing ProRes very, fancy. Very, very well. These are Samsung monitors. Thank you, Samsung. <laughs> well reviewed. Um I don't need like I've got the Apple Studio display thing yep. at home online. And mate, it's a beautiful monitor, but yeah. I think I'd prefer just a big wide screen. So I think but that's what they've realized inch, isn't it? 27A, is
1: twenty seven A the studio monitor. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: And that's that's enough, mate. For a for a monitor like that's sixteen nine. Twenty seven is enough. Yeah, any bigger, you have got to go widescreen. And I yeah. believe, truly, you've got to go curved. I look at this now, and I sit here, and I go, yeah. "This is the only way to go." It's if really it was good.
1: straight. It'd be even bigger than if it was flat.
0: Well, if it was flat, you are kind of looking away. It's just a long yeah. way away from you.
1: It wraps around <laughs> you, doesn't it? Yeah, nice.
0: So, yeah, I think uh, I think pretty cool stuff. And um, I, I think that, as I said, the iMac is an underrated product. Genuine,
1: absolutely. But have, do you want to talk about um, following the event? Uh, we were surprised to learn that, uh, well, A, Apple were going to take us behind the scenes of how, like I've always wondered, how do they shoot this? What do they do? Every time I wonder that, yes. And so this time they actually did that. They allowed us behind the scenes and we discovered that the whole thing was shot on iPhone.
0: Yeah. The iPhone 15
1: Pro, iPhone 15 Pro Max. Mate, remarkable, isn't it? It looked amazing. It looked really but, like still high production values and looked really slick. But it shot an iPhone.
0: The thing that I liked about that announcement was that it was right there in the credits for everyone to see straight after the event. I spotted yes. it. and I thought, okay, that's pretty cool. Um, but they've now released this behind-the-scenes video on YouTube. And it is, even if you're only half into media, it's stunning to watch because – Firstly, it's like, okay, so let's be real. It wasn't, as I said in my story, it wasn't Greg Joswiak holding the iPhone filming Tim Cook, right? It's still <laughs> yeah, it pros a full it, production suite. So massive yep. jib, massive gimbal, the whole yeah, kit. Lighting, big teleprompter, the whole bit, yeah, lighting. It was properly done, right? Yes. But I, I described it as being the lens was an iPhone. Yep. Now, the thing that I noticed about the credit in that after the the event and it came up shot on iPhone, there was a little, a little line at the bottom and I thought it was going to say, you know, minus these shots. But no, even the drone shots were yes, shot on iPhone. Had an
1: iPhone, yes, that's in the now, video.
0: I've said in my article, I believe this is why the event was at night. Oh. Because they, they wanted want to, to the show light. the power of low light. Because, man, yes. you look at those scenes where it's running through a tunnel. You look at that yes. scene where they come over Apple Park. You look at all those scenes, they were dark. The Tim Cook at that lower landing with the beautiful stone staircases, yeah. low light. Yeah, and true. It absolutely nailed it. So I think, aside from the fact that it was Halloween, I think they went, you know what? Let's do it at night. And yeah. if we're going to show how good the iPhone is, because I genuinely think that if it was shot on iPhone in the daytime, people would have gone, yeah, any phone could do that. Yeah. But, mate, what they did here, and the other point about the behind-the-scenes video worth looking at is the whole thing was shot on Blackmagic Cam.
1: Yes, so, so Blackmagic decides camera app, app yeah.
0: The, the Black Which is Magic only available for app,
1: iOS, eh? It's only available on iOS, not Android.
0: Absolutely. Again, because, mate, building for Android, you know what what each phone can do, right?
1: Apple mentioned, too, the fact that it's the iPhone 15, which now has USB-C, and so they could connect an external drive to shoot in ProRes, 4K, 60 frames a second, so there's no risk of running out of memory on your phone. You've got this external drive you can shoot on as well. Yeah. So another tick there. But they, like you said, they put it in expert hands. There was the proper yeah. proper jib, the proper, were proper frame, the proper lighting, the gimbals, the dollies and all that. Were, yeah, it was amazing.
0: And I, like genuinely all the people involved, there's some really there's quotes from there from everyone saying how good it was, but I think these kind of people are day-to-day blown away by what can be done if if done right. So if you put the iPhone in the hands of a, of a photographer and you don't tell them about the pro modes, yeah. They're not going to understand it. If you put right. it in the in the hands of a videographer and don't tell them about something like Black Magic Ham, then you know they don't know that they can they can put A shoot in RAW, B, you know, different formats, ProRes and log and all this stuff. Yep. You know, it, it's unbelievably powerful. But when you shoot in those formats, you chew through memory.
1: So yeah, do you ever? Yeah. That's
0: why you need the SSD storage. That's why you need that as attachments. It's brilliant. It, I, I
1: thought it was awesome. Really smart of Apple to point it out too. And so, by the way, we could do this because the iPhone 15 can do this and do this. Like you mentioned logs so that you got a bit more options in post-production. So it was a really good demonstration of the pro-level nature of the iPhone 15 and 15 Pro Max. Yeah. Uh, and I, I was surprised too that it was the, the iPhone was on the drone. That was amazing that they, they yeah. strapped it on the drone have, and away I they I would go. have
0: let them off on that. I would have been like, well, done the whole event minus the drones. But they put nah, a frigging gimbal with an iPhone on a drone <laughs> and flew that thing and
1: uh, amazing. Like, I wish, again, it, it's I of wish those... that was during the day so I could see it properly.
0: That's true. Yeah, I looked yeah, at it. You I, I paused see it, it properly. And, yeah, looked real hard at yeah.
1: that <laughs> thing. <laughs> <laughs> but no, but good nah. job. No, it was good. It, it was a nice short and sharp event. And mate, uh, yeah, I think I'm pretty sure that's the shortest Apple event ever.
0: No, no I question in my mind. I can't recall a
1: shorter Apple event than that. No question in my mind. Yeah.
0: All the details of what Apple announced, uh, the the breakdown of all the chips, the the MacBook Pros and the iMac are at techguide.com.au and eftm.com. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. And we do it all thanks to the good people at Netgear, netgear.com.au for all your networking needs. Uh, no matter what you're looking for, Netgear's got you covered. But critically, if you're someone that is thinking, well, hang on a minute, I'm paying for great internet, but when I'm sitting on the TV it Buffers or – you know, why can't I sit around the pool and, and, and my smartphone be on the Wi-Fi network? Those are the problems that can be solved with a great Wi-Fi network. Now, in a small home, you might just need a, a great Wi-Fi router. In a larger home, you might want a mesh system like the Netgear Orbi, which pairs together multiple devices to create a dome of Wi-Fi over your whole home, which gives you the speed that you're paying for in every corner of your home. That's what matters. Wi-Fi 6, Wi-Fi 6E, and coming soon, Wi-Fi 7. You've got Wi-Fi 7 router in the, in the Nighthawk range already. It's unbelievable. Netgear is always pushing the boundaries of networking, and they've got you covered. And you can even shop online at netgear.com.au and get the exclusive black editions uh, right there at netgear.com. Check it out now, netgear.com. Everything about tech you never wanted to know. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. Ah, Foxtel now i'm kind of disappointed that i was away for a, a dinner with uh, patrick delaney i was invited to a few a couple of months ago to discuss project magneto um it was kind of just going to be you know let's shoot the breeze talk about it whatever and it, they got some publicity out of it this project magneto is kind of think of it like the you know the dark arts of foxtel the the <laughs> geniuses the nerds in a lab somewhere working on the next big thing oh I, I assume this is how iq3 iq4 iq5 are developed and iq5 you know, really push the boundaries because it really became a internet first device with the option of satellite. And that that pushed the boundaries. The the software of IQ then allowed for things like Netflix and Paramount and Disney to come on board. But uh, but then there's Project Magneta. And so at their upfronts, and an upfront is a media event where or an advertiser event, a marketing event really where TV networks like 7, 9, 10, Foxtel, they all, and SBS, they all get together and they show potential advertisers what's coming up next year. So they show them the shows that they should buy and all that kind of stuff. But Patrick Delaney stood on stage at the Foxtel up front and said, plus, we've got a name for Project Magneto. He openly says this is Project Magneto, and then he says uh, it's called Hubble. Now, ignoring the fact that we're ignoring spelling once again here (laughs) um, because, you know, why do kids need to learn anything about spelling? Um, Hubble is the future for Foxtel. Now- they describe it as an all-in-one kind of uh, place, uh, a one-stop shop, the future of TV and streaming. But the thing that stood out to me was some of the quotes from uh, Patrick Delaney. Like they talk about it's going to be a box or a physical TV, which is what Sky does in the UK. It's called Sky Glass over there. Yep. The little box looks like a, a puck. It looks like a it looks like the same TV, as, like, Telstra TV, Vodafone had one for a while, the Roku, yep. all that kind of stuff. But the quote that stuck me, Stephen, was Hubble is like nothing on the market. It's TV and streaming made easy. Mate, yeah. hey, has anyone at Foxtel been to Harvey Norman lately? <laughs> Google T- Chromecast with Google TV, Amazon yeah. Fire Stick, Fetch yeah. TV. Hello? Yeah. Seriously, mate.
1: Yeah, but I think, though, that this, uh, I think, it's going to add another layer. My understanding is it's going to, the whole the hook for Hubble is to make it easy to find your content. So at the moment, you turn on your smart TV, you got your free-to-air. If you've got a Foxtel box, you dive into the Foxtel box. On the Foxtel box, if you've got Netflix, Prime, Disney+, Plus, you can watch that on the Foxtel box as well. But this has its own operating system, and there'll be software updates and improvements over time. So my understanding is that the content will be what's shown rather than where it's coming from. So if you see, oh, hang on, look at this new movie you can watch from today, you'll think, oh, wow, Sylvester Stallone, Arnold Schwarzenegger, how good. And the fact that it's on Netflix is not immediately obvious. Where it's from is not immediately obvious. You're enticed by the content, not where it's coming from. You've just described Google TV to me. I oh, know, but that, that, that's sort but of no, the point. But, think... but
0: that's the point. You've just described Google no, TV. Google
1: TV has like rows where it says, okay, here on, no, on Netflix. What, the here's main
0: the... header row has content oh, from okay. everywhere. He
1: has movies from the 80s. And that, yeah. Which well, is. I, I think it's going to be a bit more dynamic than this. I think these geniuses at Foxtel know that they can't just simply reproduce a, a Chromecast or a Fetchbox. So I think there might be a little bit of special source in there. I'm hopeful there is anyway.
0: Well, I'll tell you what, what the box is it's a box called Zumo. X U M O. That's where they're getting the box from. That's the company in America that that has built it and created this thing. Zumo is uh, it's an operating system like Google TV, and it looks pretty much like Google TV and Amazon Fire Stick TV or whatever the hell they call that. Um, they sell it as a as a little set top box. That's what that little thing is, and then it's the same thing that's repurposed for Skyglass in the UK. So it's just it's just a rebranding of a of a product. But the thing is, so I've said. Pretty clearly, it's an absolute joke, basically, that they're creating something that already exists on the market. We don't even know if this thing has an antenna, but my information is it doesn't. And if it doesn't have an antenna, it means you're also
1: getting... don't get free-to-air. Uh. You only
0: get free-to-air through catch-up apps. And catch-up uh. apps, to launch 9, you've got to go 9, and then you've got to launch the live stream. That's not going to fly with people, especially yeah. existing Foxtel customers. So I hope, firstly, I hope they, they put an antenna in it and it runs live TV. Secondly... The thing that will save them, right? So the thing that will make me go, "I was wrong," good stuff, is if Foxtel <laughs> is doing an Optus subhub, if Foxtel yes. is creating a full ecosystem of app management,
1: right? That's what I understand. That it'll be it'll be worth your while to bundle your services. So similar to like you know, subhub is just a list of your of your apps. You pay for them through your Optus bill, but you get and discounts. Bob's your uncle. So you hey. get discounts. You get you discounts. Do. Yeah, you get ten percent of them? everything that you subscribe to. So my understanding is that yes, Hubble will work in the same way, although they haven't confirmed their app partners, which will be likely Netflix and Disney Plus and Prime and all these other companies. So that that's what that that would be the you know, another hook for for customers to if they can save money on all their streaming services rather than having to drop one, they might be able to keep them all and, and it would be cheaper than having them all separately.
0: I reckon. Subhub struggles because people struggle to bring their services into it. I think Subhub struggles because, for example, I can't use Subhub um, even if it was an Optus customer because I use the the new team member, family member thing that they introduced after the password chain crackdown. That's not covered under Subhub. Oh. So you can't add a, add a family member. There's a lot of restrictions on, <laughs> on what those companies create. So yep. e- even if... So and let's be clear, if Foxtel's doing a subhub style thing, Optus is doing a sub style thing, there'll be a Telstra version as well. Everyone's going to do this kind of thing. Again, Foxtel is not unique in the market. Uh, and also, who's this for, right? Because if it's for the Foxtel customer that is rusted on with a box, you ask any of them why they've still got a box, it's because they want free-to-air TV. Yes. They want recording shows. Like it's a bunch of things that can't be done. Well- with a streaming
1: I box. What you said before about there not being an antenna, I reckon that's going to aim it at a younger customer because a lot of younger customers don't watch free-to-air TV. They catch up. They watch streaming. Yep. Sport. So I reckon that that probably confirms the fact that the target audience is the millennials and people under 30 that, want to, that don't have a Foxtel box, but they want the convenience of all the streaming and all their services in one place. Mm-hmm. And I think sport's going to play a part of this too, I reckon. Sport, because the coverage of sport on Foxtel, yes, you can get KO or you can get your Fox Foxtel IQ5, but I think sport on this is going, to, is going to be important too, especially because I reckon, you know how Paramount Plus, uh, what's the other one? Does Prime have sport? I know Paramount Plus has soccer. Does Prime have sport?
0: Uh, they had some swimming at some point, I yeah. think. Yeah.
1: Well, they're not going to have Stan on this, hey? Stan's Channel 9 property. They're not going to have that on this. But there's the streaming services that are now offering more sport, more live coverage of sport. So I reckon that could be like an un- another bonus feature for Hubble customers. That you want. Did you know you can watch sport on Paramount Plus or here and there? So I reckon that could, that could play into it also.
0: Yeah. I mean, look, I'm not saying it's going to fail. I just don't know who the target market is. Yeah. I don't know what its point of difference is.
1: Don't know the price and- either. And, and well,
0: let, let's talk about that, right? Yeah. There's no way it's an upfront cost. Like the TV will be. It's TV, it's my information, is. it's going to be $2,000 TV. How big is it? it? I think 65 Yeah. There's no way too it's a 75 and it'll be too small if it's a 55 right? Yeah. Plus, it's a pretty ugly TV despite the fact that it's got a soundbar built in.
1: <laughs> it's got a soundbar, but you know what it looks like though? I don't want you to say ugly before I said this. It looks like a TCL TV.
0: No, because it's thick. It's this, it's this no, really boxy square look to it on the okay. side. Just I hope they don't it. bring too many of them in because you're mad if you buy one of those. Buy a, a bigger TV, yeah. a better value. And, bring that, and, the and, hub. and buy the Hubble box if that's yeah, the box. Yeah. But again, the box won't be for sale. The box won't be $200. bucks. Box won't be it'll be ten dollars a month or fifteen dollars yeah. a month or those kind of things. That's how they'll run it. Obviously, because that's their model is to have revenue per user per month. And if they can yeah. get you to pay $15, $10, dollars, let's say ten dollars, ten dollars for the Hubble box. Uh, twenty-seven dollars or thirty dollars for for KO, uh, fifteen dollars or more for Binge, and then add in your Netflix account, which they might clip the ticket on a dollar or two. Uh, Paramount, they okay. might clip the ticket on the dollar or two. So hang they on. Start so to, hang on. They start you're to really saying
1: you're saying that Hubble's going to incorporate KO and Binge. Well, it's not just going to be like the Foxtel box and give you the linear channels how you want them. Well, Are you the linear going to channels, that?
0: the linear channels exist within Binge. Right? right so the smart thing to do is give people binge and KO and then list separately on the in the in the uh, operating system separate to the apps all the linear channels yeah so that you can dive directly into linear channels or you can go into the app and find contact plus you can surface a bunch of content that's popular and, and trending in the in the operating system yeah or all, all of which other than direct links into streamed Foxtel channels all of which you can do on a Google TV for $59.
1: Yeah, yeah, true. It's going to be uh, interesting, oh, and I'm t- trying to work out. Would you reckon they'll get this out by the end of the year, or will they wait no. till next year? Next year, my
0: mail. It's early next year.
1: Yeah, right. Too too much of a rush to get it out before Christmas, eh?
0: I think they needed to mention it at the up fronts because yeah. they needed to not look like they were struggling with it. Yep. But I think they've been struggling with it. <laughs> All right. I don't know, mate. I just. I'm all for great new things. But yeah. if, like, if I'm Patrick Delaney, I'm making our apps work so tightly and perfectly with the Google ecosystem and I'm doing a deal with Google to clip the ticket on selling those things. I'm doing the Optus Subhub style, you know, give me an app and an account page where I can manage my subscriptions, but then just send them out of Google TV because the problem is you're always going to have tech support. You've got yeah. to keep devices for warranty. You've got to deal with customer service. Why wouldn't you get rid of all that and just give people account care in an app, app subscriptions in an app, and recommend the Google yeah. T V. Because you can watch Foxtel, Binge, and KO on a Google T V now. Perfect way to do it.
1: Choices for customers. That's what we've got.
0: You're very you're very, very laid back in your opinions because you're, <laughs> you're confident.
1: No, I think I I, I admire the fact that they're having a crack here. They're trying to change it up a bit. I know that you reckon it's going to be – I don't think it's going to be totally exactly like Google TV and Fetch and all these other services. There has to be some points of difference. That's why my ever optimistic self is thinking, yeah, there's going to be a couple of really cool, oh, wow, look what this can do features in it. So that's what I'm hoping for. Typically,
0: and the final thing I'll say is I said here and I said in my article, I'm happy to be proven wrong, but – I'm, I'm yet to be given anything from Foxtel that will prove me wrong, and we'll wait yeah. and see early next year when it happens.
1: That's- Trevor's never, rrr, 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 rrr. Is he ever, rrr, 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 rrr.
0: <laughs> anyway, we'll see. Details of hubble at techguide.com.au and eftm.com. Everything about tech you never wanted to know. This is Two
1: Blokes Talking Tech little announcement out of Telstra this week, and we're seeing all the bushfires up in Queensland. It's sort of getting to that time of the year where uh, there are a few disaster zones popping up. But they did announce Telstra in an Australian first. They're going to test the ability for customers to use any available mobile network during natural disasters. So say you're in a zone where there's been a fire or a flood or something and you can't get on your own provider's network because of that. You can roam to another another telco's network and still get it, call, call your loved ones, call emergency services. Mm. So I think yeah, it's good that they can all work together in these times of crisis to help. But uh, you know, is paramount in these in these incidents and in these these disaster zones. You've got to keep the lines of communication open. So uh, yeah, good to see that this is testing at the moment, but yep. a great idea.
0: Hey, look, it's just, it's a brilliant idea, and it's basically it's something that you know i assume can be activated in the you know through emergency services you know they would have telstra would have people that are essentially embedded in all those areas because they have to deal with all the communications for people like the rfs but it's you know just needs a big red button that goes right we're activating in this area on these towers right now and theoretically it should be all all the telcos because yeah. while you would argue that telstra has the best coverage sure there would definitely be areas where optus have a tower that telstra doesn't and you really want to make sure that people have coverage and i think it's a great idea that allows you essentially what happens is as a vodafone customer if i'm in one of those areas my my phone would normally show no signal but it will suddenly show signal it might show the r for roaming whatever who cares you won't be charged differently it's just telstra essentially accepting you on their motorway which you don't normally have an e-tag for
1: yeah, I think yeah, good on, good on them for, you know, where where these these things that you take for granted and you expect them to work even even at these times of uh, of dramas. Then if that if they can get you a step closer to that scenario where it's still going to work with the cooperation of the other telcos, I think that's a that's a great thing. Very yes, Australian thing to do.
0: It is, and look, I, I you know Telstra should be at the at the forefront of this because they do have the biggest network. They can provide the best essentially the best outcome for people in these situations. Um, And all the telcos have a lot of work that they do in these areas. So they they send out um, those mobile units that create mobile networks for people, all great stuff. So, yeah, very, very happy to see Telstra doing that.
1: This is Two Blokes Talking Tech
0: with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennec.
1: Two Blokes Talking Tech is proudly supported by Arlo, and I actually got around to reviewing the Arlo video doorbell last week. And I've got to say – what really surprised me about the video doorbell, second generation, was how easy it was to connect it. Out of the box, connected to your network was a breeze, much simpler than, than Gen 1. And also, too, you got improved video quality, too. So you got 2K video quality, which is better than full HD, 180-degree field of view as well. And here's my favorite, the one-to-one aspect ratio. So you're looking at a square image, which means the courier, the delivery person, you can see from head to toe or whoever's at your door. And if they happen to have some packages at their feet, you'll be able to see it. So you'll know, oh, good, delivery. And uh, uh, what, what impressed me too was just how fast it connects as well. Really, mm. it, it, I, I can remember on uh, reviewing other doorbells where by the time you click on the, on the notification, get through to the app and then get to the, to the ring on the doorbell, Then the person's already walking up my driveway. It's too late. What I love about Arlo is that when you someone does press the doorbell, you get a video call, and all you got to do is answer it. And so within seconds, you're talking to the person at the door, whether you're upstairs or in another suburb or on the other side of the world. You can have a conversation with the person at your door, or if you can't talk, I've done this before. I've been in meetings. And I can't say, mate, just leave it at the front door. Mm-hmm. There are pre recorded messages you can play instead, which says, leave it outside. Sorry, not interested. There's a variety of them. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. I really enjoy that. The, but don't also the setup,
0: too. The setup oh, is yeah. an absolute breeze.
1: Setup's a cracker. And I reckon, too, you get three months free uh, Arlo Secure. And I reckon worth keeping because you get the smart notifications. You can also set the smart activity zones. So, really, it's a much more efficient product when you do have that. Plus, 30 days of rolling recordings as well. I think it's a no brainer. If you're looking for a video doorbell, you should not look past Arlo. And, of course, consider Arlo's other security cameras if you want to complete the security picture at your place. Check out all their products at Arlo.com. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech.
0: Now, this is a story that's not really for the average Joe, but I think there's a lot of people listening who would be involved in their local sports community group. Yep. They run, uh, they like run a markets. Yep, absolutely. So like they run you. a market stall. Um, they run a small business. They they run a, a remote and, and uh, on the road business, and they're people that need to accept credit card payments or debit card payments. Now, the, the solution to that has been around for a long time. Uh, Square is is one such company, and I think they are the biggest in Australia, which is why this one really took my interest. Um, in, was it March or May this year, Apple announced yep. Tap to Pay on iPhone, which is the idea that with your iPhone, you can accept payments if you've got a, a, a merchant app installed. Originally, it was um, Westpac, uh, Tyros, a couple others. Yep. <clears throat> but this week, Zella, which is an Australian company, and Square announced that they were making this feature available. Now, at our baseball canteen, we do up Square I don't know, three, four years ago, and we had the little white Bluetooth Connector, which is a little little yep. square you put on the table. You've got an iPhone sitting there. Perfect. Tap it. Yep. But then the problem yep. was whose iPhone is it, who's paying for it? So we ended up buying the the the, um, the little merchant the terminal. terminal, which is small. It's about I think it was like four to $500 from Officeworks or somewhere. Yep. But it just runs the app, but it's it's there and it's permanently there. It can print receipts and everything. You tap on the screen yep. and it just needs Wi-Fi. Got a Wi-Fi network there, no dramas. But if you were someone that just ran a market stall, like having to go and get that square adapter, having to do all those things, unnecessary now because you can just do it on your iPhone. Now, I didn't have a square account until two weeks ago. We were we had oh. to go to um, uh, Amanda's work. Had, oh, look at the thumbs up that's occurring on the riverside. How's that happening? Is that my camera doing that? What's going on? Did I you think see so, that?
1: Yeah, there's all bubbles and things happening. What <laughs> the hell? I was wondering what you were doing. Hang
0: on, hang on. Does it do this ones as well? Will you, it, it does. It does. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, look, see the yeah. bubbles. Anyway, our, our, our it's our Macs that are doing that. You realise it's the Mac computer. <laughs> For people that don't know, oh, if you're so on a video call, oh. if You're on a video yeah, call, look, and you do up. the heart symbol to to the person on the other side. It <laughs> it sends.
1: Mine's no, not working. Hold it up
0: higher, and your heart's. You've got to drop your thumbs more, mate. It's not a very good heart. There you go. Hold that together, mate. That's just that's
1: perfect. It's not look working.
0: That. Still not working. Anyway, so
1: oh, I've been hearted
0: <laughs> So. A couple of weeks ago, we had the fair for Amanda's work and my kids were on the drink store. And last year- you on the what? Sorry. I
1: thought you said your kids were on the drink. No, on, on the, the drink, drink store. store. Last year, okay. it was cash only. And I'm like, right. we
0: lost so much business because it was cash only. Uh-oh. And she said, we've only got this many terminals. I said, how about this? How about I set up an EFTM square? I'll use the little white dongle we've got from baseball. So we had to go and get it. And I, any money I get, I'll transfer directly as a donation, essentially, to, to the fair, right? So that kind of works financially. Okay. And um, and so I did that. It took like 20 minutes, no more, to sign up. As long as you've got an ABN and you can prove you're the business owner, yep. it doesn't take long at yep. all to sign up. But then I'm lucky I had the little dongle. But if you didn't have that dongle, you're stuffed. But now I can just do it on my phone, like just with an iPhone. So the hardware is what you don't need That's now right. because of the iPhone. You still need a Square right. account. Service is still, still there. You still need yeah. the app. But now you can do it on on the go. So think about – Mate, even a, a, a almost professional babysitter. So someone that's, you know, eighteen, nineteen that's really doing this as a as a definite income yep. stream, you could use Square or Zella. Um yeah, right. think about a tradie who I'm sure they yep. love getting their cash jobs, but also a lot of people just want <laughs> to pay. Well, like I just want to pay with a card. The tradie doesn't have to get all this gear. They don't have to you know when you're in a cab and they've got to turn on the machine and all that rubbish? No. Yes. You just turn it on and go. And it's mate, it's a very good System too, because you can clearly see the, I guess the delineation between Apple and and Square in, in in my case, because when you do a sale, so I'm going to do it in front of you. I'm going to do a one uh, a one dollar sale. Um, it actually comes up with this thing that says. Like connecting. So it's like the app is, is now getting permission to use the NFC chip and when you tap it, the screen that comes up is not square, it's not anything. It says very clearly who you're paying and what you're paying so that the person on the other side doesn't get confused. And when you're holding it out to them, it turns it around so they can see it there, mate. So there's a little tap to pay symbol honestly, there. And so I'm assuming, so of
1: course, Apple now takes – clips the ticket for Square payments because it's done through the iPhone. Look,
0: maybe, but it doesn't change the amount that you pay Square. So if Square's, you know, yeah. done a deal that they only have to pay 0.001, I'm paying 1.9%. Yeah. Who cares? That doesn't change any well, of you
1: think about it. Imagine if Square can still make the same amount of money – Without having to to manufacture the terminals and the and the little the look, little square square
0: things. is a much bigger business. They have apps that allow you to schedule appointments. They have actual big point of sale units. They they do things way beyond you know your your average little
1: school yeah. canteen. And they've sort of been they've been the leader in that sort of mobile payment thing, haven't they? For market, no, you see yeah. them at every market yeah. you go to. Yeah. yeah.
0: So I mean, I think it's great personally. I'm going to look into That's zella because awesome. it's an Aussie company. I want to learn more about it, but apparently it's a great alternative. Yep. Uh, hopefully the, the you know the fees are similar or, or better, but more importantly it's an Aussie company, so why not? But if you're a merchant, whether you're running a cafe, a community club, a canteen, or you're an on-the-go kind of market store kind of person, great way to operate. Really, really cool. I'm yeah. I'm a big fan of the fact that you don't need the hardware and it just all happens in your phone. Like it's how good. we've come a long way since Apple not wanting anyone to use the NFC chip, haven't we? <laughs> <laughs>
1: How, how, how it has changed, hasn't it? Yeah, amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it is it is pretty slick. Oh, okay, you turned it around and everything fa- faces the customer. Yeah. They've just got to tap it. And, you,
0: you know, know who's right. struggling at the moment with uh, with tap-and-go payments? Um, revenue is down. Yeah. School canteens. Because kids aren't allowed to use their mobile phones.
1: Oh, yeah. So they can't – oh, really, that's how they pay, isn't it? Kids yeah, don't carry geez. cards. Kids carry their phones with Google what? or Apple Wallet,
0: Right. Give him some cash, mate. You are such an old man, mate. No
1: one's carrying <laughs> cash, honestly. Well, if you can't use your phone, what's your next alternative?
0: Yeah, is to have. Yeah, I mean, that's the problem. Kids are now. So you're gonna. You're, you're happy with kids now carrying cash around school and getting bashed for their money? See, so this is the problem. Well, let's.
1: That's, yeah. Let's.
0: Let's look. So At the moment, the,
1: cash. No, there's no cash. Cash. Yeah. cash no. <laughs> but I've got a square here. I can a square. Yeah. 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 Imagine if that was in, in Chopper when, when he goes, mate, cash, no, but here, I tap here and we're sweet. Did you just get, get the square out of the freezer? They should, that should be the commercial for Square. They should do that. They should take that scene, yeah. bring back Eric Banner, bring back Vince Colosimo and do it again. And he goes, no, cash, no, that's okay, mate. I've got Square. Check it out. <laughs> I would do that. Marketing department, give me, contact yeah, me. I can know. sort you out.
0: All right. Well, anyway, Square is now available on uh, – Square and Zella and a few others. I haven't got the full list, but all the other ones I didn't recognize. Zella and Square I, I know of. Um, so, yeah, yep. if you're a small business or merchant or, you've, or you, you've always wanted to accept cards but haven't because it's complicated, yeah. your bank won't let you or whatever, or the monthly cost yeah. with the bank is high. Honestly, if you're a small – like I look at the cafe down the front. What is
1: the cost? What is the monthly cost of Square? Is there, is there a cost? Uh, there's like no monthly
0: cost. It's like a per transaction, like 1.9% or right. something.
1: Because like what you said before, babysitters, tradies yeah. – It's a no-brainer for them. No-brainer.
0: Like, you you want the cash, get the cash. And you know what? If you're trying to live in a cash society, good luck to you. You you don't want this stuff. But if you're a smallish business and your overheads for your bank include, you know, the cost of a terminal and your fees are not dissimilar to Square, you're mad not to switch. Also, I tried, by the way, I did try it with two phones. So, at the same time, I did the same transaction with two different phones and two different cards. And it works, So that means that for our baseball club, for example, we can run one at the canteen. We can run the standard terminal at the canteen. But if we run a barbecue over at the other side of the oval running a dime like while there's a game on, we can just use a phone. So you can actually have multiple running at the same time because that's one of the use cases is you've got a square terminal but there's 20 people in line at the shop. We'll get people with phones to go out and serve the people in line and, and, you know, disperse. You don't have to build another checkout. And you
1: can use a card. Or a phone yep. to pay.
0: Yeah, the card, yep. you should tap underneath, I found, underneath uh-huh. the phone, Um, but phone oh. to phone didn't really matter.
1: Okay. There you go. Two bucks. The wonders of modern two technology. a eh? Cashless society, it's all, it's upon us. Eh? Oh, mate. It's way upon us.
0: You will be <laughs> so unhappy when places stop accepting cash.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm 90% over, but there are some places I prefer to pay cash. Yeah. <laughs> Especially where, you know, you don't want to be on your credit card bill.
0: That's <laughs> exactly where I thought you, you were know, going.
1: Like, yeah, like the petrol station. If you are buying chocolate, I am talking about. Yeah, gotcha. Okay, yeah. what did you think I was talking Tana? about, Donna? Okay, all
0: right, Stephen, you need to go and get better. <laughs> um, we should probably skip a private yeah. feed this week. In all honesty, because you look, yeah. you look rubbish. And uh, oh, thanks, mate. No, no, I'll,
1: we'll do a private. Okay. It'll be a shorter private, but I'll, I've got a couple of things oh, I've got to tear. Okay.
0: All right. Well, we'll be back tomorrow yeah. night for the private then. All right, folks. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Thanks for not letting Stevie, see you tomorrow night, Stephen.
1: Saber. Everything about tech you never wanted to know. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech.